My name is Kate the Socialite, and you're listening to episode 229 of The Kate Show. If you have a burning marketing question, today is your day. Because in this episode, I'm answering 10 of the most asked questions I get from all of you newbies. Now, if you're not a newbie, you can still listen to this and you're going to get something good out of it. But this is geared toward someone who is new to running their business in the design industry. I'm covering things like how can I quickly get my next client and how can I get more contacts on my mailing list, as well as some hard-won marketing tips from other home professionals who've created their own success. This was supposed to be a rapid-fire Q&A, but I went on a few rants, and there will be a follow-up episode with 10 more not-so-rapid-fire Q&As for those of you who are a little more experienced in running and marketing your business. So, enjoy that. And before I get into all the things, I do want to give a shout out to Stephanie of Stuart Design Co. because she left me a really beautiful review on Apple Podcasts and she said this. Kate is so passionate about marketing and helping home professionals with their businesses. I love listening to her passion and confidence come through in each episode. I learned so much from her as an interior designer and I'm able to apply her easy direction with actionable items to my processes. She makes it easy to implement marketing and takes the fear and stress out of a task that has previously been so overwhelming for me. Stephanie, thank you so much for that review. Honestly, I love the detail that you included. I am so glad that this podcast is making it easier for you to market your business because it really can be simple. I have so many of you wonderful, loyal listeners, and if you have not left a review of the podcast or even just given me a star rating, would you go do that? It honestly means so much to me. It helps more people find the podcast, and it really makes the hours and hours that I spend producing this podcast well worth it. I mean, like that review just made my week. So if you have not left a review or a star rating, please go do that, whether it's on Apple Podcasts or in Spotify. All right, so now I do want to give a shout out to today's sponsors because they also help keep this show going. My big sponsor is Side Door. You guys know that. Love Side Door. A lot of you are already using Side Door, and there are so many great ways that you can sell products through them. If you're all about selling trade only products, if you want a markup that's an average of like 30%, it is just so smart because. Side Door helps you stop trading hours for dollars. There are only so many hours that you can sell of yourself before you really feel like you're selling your soul and you have no time left to enjoy the profits that your business has brought you or to spend time with your family or to go on a walk or whatever it is that you want to do with your life because we're not actually on this planet to work ourselves into the grave. So Side Door gives you options. If you guys have not checked out Side Door yet, go to OnSideDoor.com and apply to join. This episode is also brought to you by HoneyBook. Now, a lot of you guys have been signing up for HoneyBook lately, and thank you so much for using my link to do that. If you're looking for a streamlined, automated client process, if you're ready to up-level your business, you really should check out HoneyBook. I know that there are some of you who prefer Dubsado. I used to use Dubsado. And there's nothing wrong with it, but HoneyBook is prettier, and I do kind of like pretty. So do my clients. So you should go check out HoneyBook because you can automate things such as someone booked a call with you, you have to send them a questionnaire, you have to send them a contract, a proposal, an invoice, you have to send them email reminders or 
project updates, you can just plug all of that into a workflow and it does it for you. It makes it so easy. And just go to honeybook.com, enter code socialite and get 35% off your first two years. All right. So you can go to share.honeybook.com forward slash socialite to save 35% off your first two years. Now, guys, let's get into the 10 newbie marketing questions that you really need to know. Marketing your interior design or home staging business should be easy and relational. My name is Kate the Socialite, and I believe in action, not just ideas. And I share strategies that have proven to work right here every week. If you're serious about growing your business in the home industry, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Kate Show. There are a lot of things that you need to know as a new business owner in the home industry, whether you started an organizing business, a design firm, home staging business, or you opened a window treatment workroom, or you're selling hard window treatments. I mean, there is so much to know. First of all, you have to be good at the actual craft or the creative piece of what you're offering, but then there's the business side of it. And within the business side of it, there's the marketing side of it. And a lot of people don't like marketing. I used to be one of those people, by the way. So it's very ironic and hilarious that I run a marketing agency and will soon be celebrating 10 freaking years in business. What the heck? Does this make me feel old? Kind of. I don't know. <laughs> but I have learned a lot and I want to address the 10 big questions that I get from those of you who are new to business. And by new, I mean two years or less. If you've made it through the first two years in business, congratulations. Things are about to get a little easier. Not because things are actually easier, but because you'll just be more experienced and you'll be more confident and you'll also be making some money by then, which is very helpful. So let's just get started. The first big question that people ask me when they're new is, which marketing tactic should I focus on first? Because there's a lot of noise out there. Like, oh, boost some posts on social media, run a Google ad, sign a contract with House. Like, there are all these different things that you could do, but are they really going to benefit you? Well, in the experience of all the people who have tried it and come back to tell me what happened, the answer is typically no for all of the above. At the social aid agency, a good portion of our clients are new business owners, and the ones who become the most successful are those who focus on professional branding, a good website, even if they do it themselves the first time around. It's okay. Like, you have to bootstrap stuff. I get that. You might not be able to have a professional website designer design your first website, and that is okay. But if you can have a professional graphic designer handle your branding, meaning selecting your color palette font pairings, your logo, all the variations of your logo, that's going to make you look so good. And even if you're using a DIY website, it's just going to up-level everything. But if you create your own logo, if you are not consistent with the colors and fonts you use, you'll just not look professional and it's just not good. So invest in professional branding and then later on in a professional website when you can. But the other big thing they focus on are internal workflows because, yeah, you need clients, but if you have no idea how to set up your customer experience, if you don't know when you're going to do what or when you need certain information from them or when they need to sign a contract, 
they're going to be confused. They're not going to refer people to you. You're going to look like a newbie. And it's okay to be a newbie, but that doesn't mean you have to look like one. You can look professional. Now, the next big thing that people focus on still isn't marketing. It's actually focusing on understanding their money, their cash flow, knowing how each dollar is being spent, even if you're not really making any money right now. You need to understand where your money is leaving your business because money will be leaving your business always, especially in the beginning. It'll be leaving more so than coming in, and that's all right. You need to understand what you're spending on your business credit card, shut off any subscriptions that you don't need anymore, downgrade or upgrade according to your business needs as far as any online plans that you might have, be aware of where your money is going, and then have a plan to pay yourself. Now, I'm not a business coach, so I don't want to talk too much about how you pay yourself, but if you guys have questions about how much you could or should be paying yourself or how to set your prices so that you can pay yourself and potentially even bring on a team member, you should go check out Michelle Williams. She is an amazing business coach for the interior design industry and associated industries. And you can check her out at scarletthreadconsulting.com. If you don't work with her directly, she does have online courses around pricing and paying yourself, which (laughs) phenomenal. I've personally coached with her. She's also a client of mine to this day. She's not paying me to talk about her, by the way. I just really think she's amazing. She's helped a lot of people. So go check out Michelle at scarletthreadconsulting.com if you have questions around what should my prices be set at, how do I pay myself, why am I working so hard and not really making enough money, you need to talk with her or at least go listen to her podcast, which is Profit is a Choice. So you could also listen to Michelle's podcast, Profit is a Choice. Go on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, There are resources out there and you just have to do the legwork. Because if you cannot get control of the money in your business from the very start, you are going to have a very difficult time ever affording good marketing. Now, maybe you're like, well, I'm going to do all my marketing by myself anyway, so that doesn't that mean it's free? Not necessarily, because there are certain things that you'll still have to pay for. Plus, I can guarantee you will not always want to do your own marketing. You will want to bring on a team member or you'll want to work with a professional agency to do some of it or all of it for you. And that does cost money. Good help costs money because in the end, it actually makes you far more money than you ever paid. But you have to initially be able to pay for it. So understand your finances. The marketing tactics that require momentum and long-term effort and therefore long-term investment include blogging and email marketing, which is why you have to be mentally prepared for the marathon versus the short sprint. There's no such thing as get rich quick. There's no such thing as, you know, spend a little time, spend a little money and get this big result. It's usually a culmination of months or even years of effort. That's just reality. The next big question that people ask me is, actually very specific. And that is, can I sell interior design services and staging services on the same website or will that be confusing? Now, this is true of anybody. Like if you're a professional organizer, but you also kind of like to do a redesign, you know, you kind of like to rearrange people's homes, give it a better flow, better aesthetic. Can you sell those services on the same website? Well, as long as your services feel related, like you could certainly see the same client booking you for one service and then that service leading into the next service, they can and should stay on the same website. But if you are doing things that are really for a totally different client, like let's say 
you're doing high-end interior design, but then you're also doing Airbnb styling. That's really two different types of clients. So your Airbnb styling needs to be on its own website. It has its own demographic, its own marketing. The third question that I get asked is, should I start email marketing before, after, or at the same time my website launches? If your website is still a few months away from launching and you already have a mailing list of people, like whether you have a few dozen or a few hundred of people on your mailing list, you don't have to wait to start email marketing. You can send that first email even when your website is not live. You might not be able to link to your services page from that email newsletter, but you can still delight, entertain, and engage with your readers. They'll need to see you showing up every month consistently in their inbox before they're going to be ready to hire you anyway, so you need to start that process as soon as you possibly can. That said, getting your website set up, even if it's not fully complete, should be one of your main priorities. At the least, you should have a way for people to read about your services, learn about you, and contact you. You can certainly add more items later, like a longer homepage, project photos, and of course, a lead magnet. The fourth question that I get asked by newbies all the time is, should I wait until my website launches to start blogging, or should I have a few blog posts already published on the site in anticipation of the launch? Now, the ideal situation is to launch your website with around three blog posts already published. Why? Well, Google's going to index your site in the first 30 days of its launch, and it will take into account your blog posts. Blog posts are a great way to encourage website traffic, as the better quality and quantity of your content will increase how often and how highly your website appears in search results. The fifth question that I get asked all the time is, when I send my first email newsletter, should I have it be some sort of welcome email that announces the start of my email marketing journey, or should I just like dive right in like I've been doing it for years? And there's actually no right or wrong way to approach sending your first email newsletter. Some of our clients prefer an official announcement that says, here we are, and here's what you can expect. However, those emails don't do much to move your business forward, and they kind of are a wasted space. Like, sorry guys, <laughs> it kind of is. If you're okay with just doing that and saying, yes, okay, here I am, then go ahead. But you guys know me, I prefer to just get down to it. And that's why I recommend diving into your first email newsletter as though you've been doing it for years. Whether you showcase your latest project or explain how you work or address frequently asked questions or bust some myths about your industry, you can get straight to the heart of how you help your clients and give them a next step, such as booking a discovery call with you or simply replying to your email newsletter. Now, the one time that you will want a welcome email is when someone signs up for your lead magnet. The welcome email delivers the lead magnet they signed up for and gives them a little introduction into who you are. But if people have been on your list for a while, they've heard from you sporadically, and now you're ready to do real email marketing that is consistent and to the point, you don't need to reintroduce yourself unless you feel it's really necessary. You're the expert in your own business, even if you just started, and uh, we usually defer to our clients on that. Today's episode of The Kate Show is brought to you in part by the Window Coverings Association of America. If you're an interior designer, a window treatment specialist, or an installer looking for business growth, listen up. With an annual membership to the WCAA, you'll receive trade discounts, ongoing education, and an exclusive listing in their homeowner-facing directory of professionals, which, by the way, guys, makes it a lot easier for people to find you. Whether you've been working in the home industry forever or you're fresh out of design school, the WCAA can help you take your business to the next level. Whether you're just trying to scale up 
or you're just getting started. Go to wcaa.org for more details. The sixth question that I get asked a lot is, if my business is less than a year old, how long do I need to wait before I start doing these long-term marketing activities like email marketing and blogging? In short, don't wait. You're going to need some email contacts before you can send a newsletter, so start with what you already have, like friends and family. If you have had some clients or if you have potential referral partners or some leads and maybe they just haven't converted yet, put those people on your mailing list as well. Now, to begin blogging, like I said earlier, you're going to need a website and don't wait because the sooner you start these long-term marketing habits, the sooner you will see results. The seventh question that I get asked is, realistically, how much time should I allot per week or per month for marketing-related tasks? So in the near decade that I've been running my agency, I have found that allotting up to three hours a month for our clients to collaborate with us on their marketing is realistic. But if you're doing all the marketing yourself, that number might need to double, if not triple. It just kind of depends. Marketing tasks that directly correlate to reaching an actual business goal should be your main focus. So if you're just kind of throwing things against the wall, spending a lot of time messing around with marketing, but having no clear picture as to why you're doing each activity, you need to stop everything, hit the pause button, and regroup. Because there are really only a handful of things that will get your business where you want it to go, and they have nothing to do with making reels on Instagram. The big thing is that email marketing piece because it helps people remember who you are and what you do. It makes it easy for people to forward your email and refer you to other people. It also helps people get to know you in a more intimate space, which is their own inbox. The goal of email marketing is increased word of mouth referrals. Any person who is experienced and successful in the design industry or the home industry at large will tell you their best clients and most of their clients come from referrals or from Google, which means their SEO is good. And speaking of that, monthly or bi-weekly blog posts are extremely helpful because they help Google and other search engines understand the who, what, and where of your business. The more blog posts you have, assuming that they're relevant to your ideal client and they're high quality, the more reasons Google has to rank you higher in search results. The goal of blogging is to increase your website traffic, not get direct clients, okay? You have to keep that in mind. Because some people will publish like four blog posts and they'll be like, well, I haven't gotten new clients yet. And I'm like, well, I mean, that's not the point. So that makes sense. It's just to increase your website traffic. From there, you have to have a lead magnet. You have to have a solid website. You have to have email marketing that follows up when people sign up for the lead magnet. It's all a process. It all works together. The next big thing that is a good marketing habit to be in that will directly help your business is collaborations. So partnering with local professionals or clubs or businesses or industry associations to offer any sort of event or service or you're cross-promoting them, whatever it is. If you only have two or three of these collaborative partners, that's fine. That might be all you need. Some of my collaborative partners have included Sidedoor. They sponsor the podcast. I've also done trainings and presentations for them just because like it helps people learn how to use their service better, but then it also promotes my service. So I mean, like it makes perfect sense. I've also done a lot of collaborations and I am an industry partner with the WCAA. So the Window Coverings Association of America. I've also been an industry partner with RESA and IHOSP. So all you home stagers out there, because that is a collaboration. Now, some of that is a paid collaboration. I am paying them money. 
And if they do a good job promoting me in return, then I stick with them. So it is a good idea to pursue a handful of collaborations. That's something that you can do now, even if you are brand new to business. Another thing that you should keep in your marketing arsenal are press features. So interviews in your local print or screen media will help establish your brand. They'll help establish your industry authority, even if you're brand new. The goal of getting press is to increase brand recognition, not get direct clients. So again, you have to understand that each marketing activity has its own goal. And if you confuse the goals and say, well, I got featured in this magazine, but I haven't gotten clients from it yet, you're always going to be frustrated and discouraged because that's not the point of a press feature. The point is brand recognition. People should know who you are and what you do. It doesn't mean they're going to hire you at that moment, but press has a way of self-multiplying. One interview or feature in a magazine can lead to another, and all of this free marketing will only boost your current efforts. Okay, the eighth question that I get asked is, how do I get more contacts on my mailing list? (laughs) Oh, and that's a big brain question. So let me tell you a little secret first. The size of your mailing list doesn't actually matter. Often, I have people asking how to get more contacts when they're actually currently ignoring the contacts they already have. So if you've added friends and family and leads and clients to your mailing list, and if you're emailing that list once a month, then okay, you're appreciating what you have and you're ready to add more contacts. If you think of your contact list as a party, how would you promote that party? Well, that party would need to offer the attendees something they really want to experience or fix a problem they're currently facing. So if you tell people to sign up for your newsletter party to receive quote-unquote news and updates or quote-unquote design inspiration, that's kind of like inviting people to a party where you serve stale cake. And that's like, what? Who wants to go to that kind of event? You have to give people a clear benefit to signing up for your mailing list. And that's why the lead magnet is so important. And how will people see that lead magnet? Well, they'll see it because they're coming to your website. But how will people get to your website? Because you're blogging once or twice a month. See guys, this all works together. So to get more contacts on your mailing list, you need to make that cake darn good. What would attract your ideal client? For many of my agency's clients, Offering something like a pricing guide or a cost calculator has worked really well. This attracts people who are already crunching the numbers for their project rather than just curious, casual onlookers. If a pricing guide doesn't make sense for your business, you can instead offer a guide to your services, which explains your client experience and tells them what to expect if they work with you. Again, this attracts a serious lead rather than one who would just want free advice from you. If you want to be even more engaging, you could make your lead magnet a video and pair it with one of the PDF guides that I just mentioned. The video would include you going over the details of that guide, perhaps while walking through a recent or in-progress project that you've been working on, or even in your own well-styled home. All these lead magnets will deter the do-it-yourselfer, which helps keep your mailing list clean and free of people who would never hire you anyway. Again, the size of your list doesn't matter. The quality of your contacts is the only thing that does. All right, number nine. The ninth question that people ask all the time is, what is a good lead magnet for attracting high-end clients? So kind of piggybacking off the previous question, let me remind you that you absolutely must focus on creating value in your lead magnet, even if that lead magnet just answers their burning questions. 
you must at all costs avoid using lead magnets that notoriously attract cheap DIY clients or worse, deter the high-end client. So lead magnet topics that you should avoid like the plague include color palettes, find your design style, and shopping lists. Because if you're trying to say, well, sign up for my newsletter so you can get my top color palettes, high-end clients don't care what your top color palettes are. They want you to select custom color palettes for their space. And if you're saying, well, take this quiz to find your design style, again, this is what the high-end client is hiring you to do for them. You might get some people who enjoy taking quizzes who sign up, but the likelihood of them converting into a client because they're actually the high-end luxury person that you wanted to work with, it's kind of slim. You have to put out the right bait to catch the right fish. And shopping lists. Okay, so you should be handling all the shopping and procurement through trade vendors for your clients, not helping them shop around you. Now, it, this includes like side door. Um, you should just have your side door products and collections available without people having to sign up because you want to make that sale. But trying to tell them, well, you have to sign up first to get a list of things, which you must then go buy, just feels a little bit slimy. The 10th thing that I get asked all the time is, should I have more than one lead magnet? And when should I change or update my lead magnet? If you have more than one ideal client, such as you're targeting homeowners and home builders, you'll need to have a lead magnet for each of those demographics. This is because those two demographics have a unique set of pain points. Plus, the services you're offering to a homeowner differ from what you're offering to a home builder. You should update or change an existing lead magnet if your ideal client has changed or your services or branding have changed or if your lead magnet isn't eliciting signups after several months of promoting it. To give your lead magnet a fair chance before you think it isn't working and then revamp it or take it down or get frustrated, make sure that you're promoting your lead magnet properly. You'll need to create several pins for your lead magnet and pin them on Pinterest. If you use social media, you can create videos in which you talk about your lead magnet and tell people where to sign up for it. And you'll need to use your lead magnet as the call to action that ends nearly every blog post you create and make sure you're blogging one to two times a month. If you have a burning marketing question that wasn't answered in this round of Q&A, stay tuned for the next episode because I do have 10 more questions I'll be answering and I get asked these questions all the time. I guarantee you'll hear something that you need to know. Now, quick side note for my listeners, I will not be releasing the next episode until after Independence Day. So for my listeners outside the U.S., Independence Day is on July 4th. I'm going to be sweating in the morning summer sun, watching a parade and helping my kids collect candy. I'll also be watching explosives light up the sky because, well, <laughs> America. <laughs> so you guys will not hear from me for a couple weeks. Um, but when I come back, you will get to listen to the next 10 Q&As that are going to help you market your business better and more efficiently and help you focus on what really matters in your business. So until then, have a happy 4th of July, everyone. You'll hear from me again on July 10th. I'll be jumping from two episodes per month back to all four episodes every single month later this summer. I'm so excited about it. And I'll be bringing you some really amazing guests and relevant topics that will help you grow your business in the home industry. So there are a lot of good things to come. I am super excited about it. Until next time, guys, keep your marketing simple, your message clear, and I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Visit us at thekateshowpodcast.com where we empower home professionals with marketing confidence.